To the Enthusiast Life. I am your host, Mark Turcotte. So glad each and every one of you have decided to make me a part of your day. Well, my friends, it is January 12th, 2022, and today on the podcast, we are talking about chapter three of the book of Boba Fett. Now, I will say, because I haven't been doing any podcasts here lately, uh, we're also going to get into a little bit of just kind of my general impressions of the series as well. Um, I think that's going to be something to, you know, kind of just catch up on a little bit and kind of, you know, let you know my thoughts on it. I mean, you guys know I'm a diehard Star Wars fan, so uh, I got lots to say about the show. But uh, I will be somewhat spoiler-free here. I don't want to put the complete spoiler-free tag on here. So if you haven't watched any of the Book of Boba Fett, um, just be a little bit leery of that. But I mean, hey, maybe it's not something you're interested in at all. So, uh, but let's jump in here. So overall, so far, I mean, we're we're only three episodes in, of course. So you can, you know, you can't sit here and really judge the series, but I will say so far, um, the series has grabbed me more than the Mandalorian. Now there's a couple factors to think about. Obviously, um, you know, the Mandalorian, I think had the growing pains of kind of being the first live action Star Wars show. So you have that as well. But I think the Mandalorian, not that it necessarily suffered from this, but I, I think you know, The Mandalorian was more serialized than this. This seems like it's more of a cohesive, continuing story. I think season two of The Mandalorian definitely kind of strayed a little bit away from that serialization. And, you know, what I mean, to that, or mean by that is um, kind of that monster of the week. You know, that was really what um, it seemed like The Mandalorian was kind of going for. Yes, there was the overarching story of Grogu, but any complaints that people had, that was kind of it. Um and then, of course, you know, it was new characters, which, I mean, immediately, the first episode, all of us were immediately, you know, in with Baby Yoda, who, of course, is Grogu, and um, with, with the Mandalorian himself. I mean, we all kind of gravitated to him. Uh, but I think the book of Boba Fett really, because it is Boba Fett, and because it is this character that um, we all know and love, and it's just expanding on his lore, maybe that's why immediately I kind of got uh, a little bit sucked in a little bit more, but... Um, I think overall, this show just kind of has, um, you know, a little bit better, um, even production value, I almost want to say, it seems. I mean, the first episode, the little street, the little rooftop uh, <laughs> chase was a little bit of a uh, awkward, I, I guess is to, to say the least. I mean, it seemed a little bit of a slower paced chase than I thought it would have been, a little bit more choreographed, it seemed. Um, but ever since then, I mean, the show has just been been awesome. Um, I think the exploration of the Tuscan culture up to this point has been awesome. Um, you know, and it also gives us a sense of where Boba came from. I mean, number one, him just being in the Sarlacc pit was just ridiculous, right? I mean, just seeing him inside the Sarlacc and kind of coming out through the sand. I mean, that was something we all kind of in our heads probably theorized and, and, and just envisioned in our minds. Oh, what if Boba Fett was able to get out? Well, we got to see it become a reality, right? And, um, you know, where we saw him in Mandalorian, they're filling in that backstory while also, like I said, exploring that um, just Tuscan culture, which is awesome. I mean, finding out that they're not just these, I don't want to say mindless, primitive people, but I mean, that's kind of what you just always thought they were, right? Ever since uh, A New Hope. It's just kind of how I've always kind of envisioned them. But then we learn there's different tribes and, you know, some tribes maybe are a little bit more primitive than this tribe. And, you know, Boba's able to basically give them technology and they're able to 
utilize it, you know, and, and, you know, then the idea of seeing kind of how they deal with their dead and kind of the, the process there and even kind of the family side of it. And, you know, they have different huts and different, uh, like a family structure and a hierarchy of, um, I'm just going to call them the Tuscan chief, I guess. I don't know. Um, and then even seeing the way that they kind of bring their warriors into the fold and, and they bring Boba in because he, you know, was able to, uh, gain their respect and gain their trust by his actions. And they, they realize the warrior that he is. And, um, you know, they're able to give him clothing and he kind of puts on their garb. And then we see the process of creating the gaffy stick and all that. It, it just was very, very cool, I think, to see that and, and to kind of get that. And then, you know, uh, where that kind of leaves it now is we have Boba Fett in Mos Espa. Um, being now the crime lord and kind of the, the flashing back between the previous and now, I think was was kind of a smart idea. At first, I was a little unsure. I was like, how much are we going to get in this past? But you kind of have to do that, right? I mean, you he's basically was this ruthless bounty hunter. Although, you know, I was been kind of thinking about that a lot lately. Like, he only has, what, 11 lines between the, the two films he was in. Obviously, we got a little bit of more exploration of him with Django Fett and all that, and, and Camino and him as a child. And then you can watch Clone Wars and see more. But I think in our heads, he's he was so much more of a ruthless killer. So to see him come to Mas Espa, essentially have no respect, no loyalty, nobody um, seems to respect him at all. I mean, obviously, that's changing now in Chapter 3. But, um, you know, that was kind of where we were. And so we kind of had to see him hit rock bottom. And this whole series, I think, is building up to where by the end, he's going to have the respect of of not only those in Mosses, but, but people around the galaxy. His name is going to have, um, you know, much more of a respect. I, you know, I mean, I hate to keep saying that, but I mean, that really is literally what it's boiling down to. I mean, they, you know, again, just because you take over the throne and you sit on the throne of... Bib Fortuna, who prior to that was Jabba the Hutt, um, doesn't mean suddenly everybody love, is all over you. I mean, in the beginning of chapter three, we have this you know man come in basically and say, you know, everything is split into three families now. And, you know, there's chaos in the streets. It's not like you can just sit on the throne and suddenly there is no chaos. You know, you, you who was really working for him? You know, there was really nobody, right? Besides Fennec Shan and the two, uh, you know, two... I, I, what, I can't even believe I can't think of the type of aliens they are right now. But, you know, you know, the two green guys, that was it. Basically, that's all he had, right? And so he needed to gain that respect. And so he got the opportunity at the beginning of Chapter 3. And we can kind of move into that now. Um, so spoilers, obviously, for Chapter 3. Um, and he gets this, like, street gang, who, by the way, I'm going to call the 90s kids. Because by the end of this, I mean, they, you know, he, they come into it. They're driving very, very colorful bikes, or speeder bikes, whatever you want to call them. And I'm going to call them the 90s kids because they, they seem a little out of place in Tatooine. Um, but maybe that's just how we're, they're going to represent the youth um, of, of this. But, you know, for him coming in there and initially going there to um, kind of see what's going on with this water broker, I guess I'll call him because he says he kind of works for the other water farmers, if you want to say. And... You think he's going in to take care of them, but in the end kind of flips it, gains their respect because he allows them to keep the water because he then agrees with them when he finds out how much this man is charging for the money and basically stands up to him and says, you know, and then says, I'll give you some work. Stop doing what you're doing and come with me. And uh, of course then, you know, when Blacker Santon finally shows up and pulls him out of his uh, back to pod, which 
I'm calling it a back to pod. I've seen a lot of people calling it that. Boba, at some point in this episode, actually calls it his back to tank. But it's a back to pod. Come on, right? Tank is more where they're floating and, and the big stand-up one that we've seen kind of Anakin in and some other people in. Um, you know, this is a pod. So about whatever. That's that's <laughs> neither here nor there. That's kind of my uh, little nitpick Star Wars thing. Um, but we see them come to his aid, um, which... Man, Black Chrysanthemum, so cool to see the jump from comics to this. He's from the original run of the Darth Vader comics. If you haven't read that, I mean, I, I think it's the best run. I mean, they're on, what, their third iteration now of the Vader comics. Um, those first 25 comics that came out, that first run is just awesome. Go check it out if you haven't read that. Um, well worth your time. Um, but Black Chrysanthemum is such an awesome carryover from that. Um, you know, we've obviously seen... You know, Chewie, we've seen other Wookiees, kind of even in Solo, you think there. We've seen them in um, Clone Wars and things like that. But we've never seen a ruthless, badass uh, Wookiee like him. He's like Spike from the Gremlins. Remember, like, if you remember Spike in the Gremlins, but, you know, he was the one with the mohawk, the white mohawk. Black Kersantan is that uh, for the Wookiees, right? Um, and, and so seeing just the aggression that he has and... Um, you know, just I, I thought for sure we were going to maybe get the Wookiee arm rip. Of course, we didn't get that. Um, but we did get some Wookiee biting and like a bear hug, which, which by the way, a Wookiee bite, I don't know, I guess a back to tank, um, you know, could take care of that, could kind of heal that up for you. Uh, but you might want to just be careful, might get a little bit infected. I mean, that's a pharmacist to me um, coming out. But what a great translation from the comics um, to bring him in. And I don't think we've seen the last of him. I think he's going to be coming back. Uh, for sure at some point. I don't think they're going to um, just let him run off. I, whether whether it's in this, I mean, I hope it's back in Boba Fett. I thought for sure by Boba letting him go, we were going to get him kind of joining Boba. Um, but I get, you know, we didn't. So uh, we'll just have to wait and see if we're going to get that down the line. Um, but uh, let's see, what else? Um, you know, again, that, the street gang kind of coming in, I think is, again, kind of final, finally showing some loyalty building up. Um, and you know, he now has somewhat of an army behind him. I mean, we see him go to the mayor's office and the mayor can't take appointments for 20 days, right? Is what he says. Um, so he heads, heads to the office with the nineties kids, the street gang, um, to, you know, kind of set things right. And that's where we then learn kind of what I think is going to kind of be the rest of, of the series, this battle with, um, the Pike syndicate. Um, and, and kind of the struggle because we, of course, see the Hut twins, which, by the way, the Hut twins are awesome. Uh, I really think they're um, awesome characters, that just, just to the point where I think these are the best Huts we've had since Jabba. You know, if you go back to the prequels, um, you know, the Jabba there was very CGI, didn't look real. I mean, you could tell he was a computer. Here, these, these guys look great. I don't know how much of it is. I mean, I'm guessing it's CGI, but there may be some sort of practical effects to them as well uh, that I think is awesome. And, you know, I love the one, how he's like always drying himself off with it. Not a cloth. It's actually like a little bird thing that he has that I think is just uh, very cool that that he does that. Um, but it's kind of setting up this, this battle, this war with the Pike Syndicate. And, um, you know, I think that's where we're going to kind of be going. Now, also on top of that, you know, the fact that these the huts are leaving... They leave him black or Santa, and of course, you know, Jabba, or uh, Boba lets him go, and I think he's going to come back. I, personally, if I had to guess, I think he's coming back. I think we're going to get a um, 
return of him at some like a surprise return to kind of save the day. I think we're going to get that. Um, we'll have to wait and see if that, that kind of comes through, but I'm guessing that's probably what we're going to get. But also, they bring him this Rancor, and you know, I mentioned we got some Tuscan lore. We also now are getting um, this Rancor lore. You know, we're learning that the first being they see they kind of bond with becomes their owner. So that's why it has the blinders on, um, which by the way, Danny Trejo coming in is the kind of the Rancor owner or Wrangler. I thought was awesome. Kind of adding him to the star Wars universe. Um, but we learn that not only is, are they loving? So this thing is going to be basically, you know, bonding with Boba. Um, Boba wants to ride this thing. And he says he's ridden things 10 times its size. So I would love to see that number one, but, um, I, I could envision a scene later on in the series of, you know, I think we're going to get, now Boba has, where, where he drops them into the pit, the Rancor pit that we, you know, knew from um, um, Return of the Jedi. We're going to now be able, he's going to be able to do that, right, to take care of some people. But he's also now, I think at some point, we're going to get a rampaging Rancor down the streets of Mos Espo with Boba Fett on its back, just annihilating um Pike Syndicate, I, I, people, I, I just see that happening at some point, um, or I hope it happens because I, I maybe I'm just trying to will that to, into existence because um, I think that would be really awesome to see. So we'll see if we if we get that. I hope we do. We shall see. Um, but uh, overall, very cool episode. Interested to see what's going to happen next. You know, I'm wondering if we're really going to get any more flashbacks. Which you know, I really didn't mention too much about. Um, the tribe, the, the Tuscan tribe being, you know, totally wiped out. I mean, we knew we had to get that at some point, right? You had to get this reason Boba left them because from what I could tell, I, I could see Boba just kind of chilling with them if that hadn't happened, you know? Like, I could I could have seen him basically just rolling with them, protecting their territory. Um, it seemed like he kind of was within his own. He, you know, was kind of always alone, now he had kind of been taken into this group, and so he kind of bonded with them, and I think he would have stayed with them um, had they not been destroyed. But, I, you know, I mean, we knew that was going to come, right? They had to be wiped out. There had to be a reason for him to leave them. And I think, you know, the only reason was them being wiped out. And then, of course, that kind of gives him this vendetta and leads them on this path to maybe become that, I'm not going to say ruthless killer, because he's not. I mean, we've seen him multiple times. Um giving leniency to people and maybe that's maybe he's always been that way you know again in our heads i think we think back to boba fett as being this ruthless person but he's really not you know he he is all about money you know like han solo could have easily killed han solo but he's worth to him more alive than he is dead i mean that's a, a line from um empire strikes back right you know he 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 looks at the bigger picture of that and you know even black or santon he's like could have killed him and emphatic shan says well, you know, you think that's a mistake? He's like, eh, what am I going to do, kill him? No, he's he, by showing that, maybe that will create that loyalty, and I think that is going to pay off later on um, in this series or or even down the line. I don't know, you know, where, where we may see that again or see Boba again after this. Um, I could see that happening. So I think, you know, we had to have him get knocked down with the Tuscan group being taken out, and that's going to now lead him on this path to want to have respect from people and, and and want to create loyalty and bonds with other people rather than just be a lone figure. And, and you know, Fennec Shan, obviously, they got a great bond. Um, now the 90s kids, the street gang he's got, and um, this Rancor he's going to have. Um, 
we're seeing this build up. And I, as far as I know, the series, I think it's only seven episodes. So we got four to go. Um, it's going to be interesting to see kind of where this goes and how it's all going to play out um, in the end. But uh, hopefully you're enjoying it. Uh, let me know your thoughts on it. Hit me on Twitter, of course, at Mark Turk, M-A-R-K-T-U-R-C. You can always email the show, of course, theenthuslife at gmail.com. Um, I want to know your thoughts on Boba Fett overall. And uh, how, are you, how are you enjoying the book of Boba Fett? Are you liking this? Um, it's just great. I, I think this is, to me, believe me, I love The Mandalorian. Take nothing away from it. But this show is my jam. Like, this is everything that I wanted out of a Star Wars show. I'm really, really enjoying it. Every week is just getting better and better. It's so, so good. So I'm going to wrap it up there, guys. I probably talked longer than I needed to. I actually split up the recording here a little bit um, so I wasn't just talking nonstop. Um, but uh, I'll be back probably in a couple days. I may shoot an episode out Friday. I'm thinking and talk some High Republic, so we'll get some more Star Wars chatter going. And then uh, we'll just be back at it next week for a little bit too, a couple episodes next week. So uh, again, hit me on Twitter, email me. And uh, until next time, have a great rest of your day, guys. Take care.